There is a saying that often appears on things like LinkedIn and those sort of vehicles, which says people don't leave companies, they leave managers. Salespeople don't leave companies, they leave sales managers. So I thought in this episode, we'll have a look at the various types of sales manager that are out there. You might be working for one of them. You might be one of them. It's a bit of fun, but at the same time, there's a serious point to this. Because in a lot of the organizations that I've done some work with and I come across, I often find that sometimes there's a disconnect between the sales management and the salespeople. Often because, you know, sales managers maybe don't take as much interest in their own development as they ought to. Because we can all keep learning. doesn't matter how long we've been a sales manager or a sales director. It's not a given that we're great at our job. We have to keep learning. We have to keep training. We have to keep practicing. So this episode, we're going to have a look at some of those types of sales managers. Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to transform their sales activity, deliver awesome presentations and win more sales pitches. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Hello, everybody. This is Trevor Lee. This is episode 84 of the Sales and Presentation podcast. We're in the middle of November or very nearly in the middle of November. It's fantastic that, you know, 84 episodes. So I'm very grateful to all of you for listening to this. If you're subscribing to it, that's fantastic. If you haven't left a review yet, then please do, because the reviews encourage me to keep going. (laughs) I can look at the stats and the stats are growing all the time. But seeing a review, uh, hopefully a good one, is is really good and it encourages other people because you know search engines looks for reviews on podcasts and that sort of thing so if you can leave a review that'd be great it's very simple to do just scroll down when you're looking on your podcast app and you're looking at my podcast there will be an opportunity to leave a very easy review uh, before we get into the sales manager uh, podcast, just want to just a, a little interesting thing I've got a great new product coming out next year been working hard with a business coach myself and we've been developing a new look product because I'm all about trying to help businesses do sales transformation as well as the presentation coaching that I do. And very, you know, it's easy when you do sales training because sometimes you you get hired for a day and you come in, you do the sales training and then you go away and I go back six weeks later and see what's going on. But often it doesn't really, you know, does the impact really work to the degree that it should? Sometimes it's because, as we're talking about sales management today, frankly, sometimes the sales management don't follow it up well enough. They don't keep things going. So I can go in there, create momentum and energy and all that sort of stuff. So I'm working on a great new program idea, which is a 12-month program. It involves me being in the business a couple of days a month. And in that time, we will really go from A to B. So if you're a business out there and you're thinking, whoa, you know, I could really do with a sales, trans, you know, transforming our sales. We're not going to suddenly, you know, grow your sales by a million percent or anything like that. But very often, if you're an established company and you've got a sales team, you know, things just tick along and you sometimes need that third party input to come in and overview it and say, hey, how about this? Or to be challenged on things that you're doing. I know from personal experience what it's like to be a big company you know, when I'm in, back in my media days, and we're very insular. We don't often invite people in to say, right, tell us, have a look and tell us and challenges and all this sort of stuff. That's what the Sales Transformation Programme is about. I'm looking to work with four clients only in 2020 on this programme. 
So if you're interested and you think, right, you're the, you're the size of a company that could really benefit, you probably haven't got a sales director. So my role would be the same as a non-exec sales director, really. And there's a structured, structured plan for all the things we're going to cover. Get in touch. I'll send you a copy of it. See how we go. Right. Let's talk about sales manager types. Okay, these are in no particular order, but they all come from personal experience. All right, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm all of these, <laughs> hopefully not, but they are certain people, and um, so they're in no particular order. Right, first one up, the crowd pleaser. Okay, so the crowd pleaser sales manager is the person who wants just to keep everybody happy. Um, you know, there's no, you know, just thinks everything's really good. Um, and I've been to big meetings where there's been this sort of crowd pleaser in action. You know, a sales director, regional sales director, national sales director, wherever it might be. And you go along with your ideas and it's obvious that some are rubbish. And um, But as far as the crowd pleaser manager is concerned, all ideas are brilliant. And you're sat there thinking, that's not a great idea. Why does that person think it's brilliant? So crowd pleasers, they tend to want to be popular. They hate criticising people. They hate having to sort of, you know, challenge people on their ideas. They're just there to smile and make everybody feel lovely. OK, and that works to a certain degree, but people start to see through it after a time. So that's number one. So are you a crowd pleaser or do you work for a crowd pleaser? Oh, by the way, let me know. You know, give me some feedback on this podcast and just all you got to do is send me a note or just, you know, on your podcast app and say crowd pleaser. That's where I've got. Right. Number two is longest hours. This was my first ever boss, I suppose. This guy was the assistant sales manager when I got my first job as a sales rep. And this is back in the days before computers. All right. So we had an office and there were about 12 of us in this office and we we're all quite shoehorned in. And the assistant sales manager, he was part of, you know, he was saying, saying he had a desk like us, but his desk was right next to the door. OK, not the not the outside door, but the door out of our into the corridor, you know, when all offices weren't open plan and all that sort of stuff. And he'd be faffing around all day in our eyes. We'd be working really hard. And then when it was about 14 minutes before we were due to go and leave the office, he would start getting really busy. And his desk would fill up with paper galore, you know, because, you know, pre-computer days. And we're all filing out the door, saying, good night, you know, good night, good night, good night. And he'd be going, oh, you know, it's all right for you lot. You know, oh, it's all right for you lot. <laughs> Look at all this. <laughs> so this is the manager who uh, thinks that they have to work the longest hours. That's why they're the manager. That's not a great idea, I don't think. I always had the attitude, even when I was the managing director of the media company, that, you know, if I was the first one out of the office, that's fine. Because that says two things. One is that I'm not snowballed under, so I've got plenty of time to work on ideas with you. And secondly, you know, I don't have to stay there and watch you and see what you're doing. And that leads me on to manager number three, who is the person who is, you know, just checking in. I call them the check-in manager. All right. <laughs> and these are managers who need to know what you're doing. They want you to fill in call sheets. They want you to uh, do all sorts of stuff. Um, they rarely give you feedback, by the way, but they're always asking you for details of where you're going and who you're seeing. Um, and they just want to know. They'd like tick, tick, a tick box, a checklist. Uh, and I remember, uh, I remember <laughs> I'd only been in the media company about, I don't know, five weeks. And I arrived at the office about 10 past nine. And I, um, I was followed in by the then managing director who had these shoes that made a big rattle on the pavement. <laughs> he never said anything to me, but uh, he must have kind of guessed I was a salesperson. Anyway, 
Uh, within half an hour, I was hauled into the sales manager's office and, it, and I was being asked to know why I was arriving at 10 past nine. Uh, and clearly the managing director had decided to check in on me. And the reason was because I'd already been to two client meetings. And that kind of took the wind out of everybody's sails. <laughs> but who needs a check-in manager? All right, you know, and especially check-in managers. Check-in managers hate people working from home and things like that. They can't stand that. They have to have people there on the dot, leaving on the dot. Hey, come on, we work in a flexible way now. So check-in, if you're a check-in manager or you work for a check-in manager, that's not great. Right, number four is the, uh, this, is the this is the manager I call, this is the way to do it manager. This is, well, uh, this is one-way coaching. <laughs> so if you don't quite make something work, this manager will say, well, this is the way you should do it. This is the way you should do it. This is the way I used to do it 100 years ago, and it worked then. It's sure to work now. <laughs> All right. So oh, they're not great, are they, those people? They, you know, a great coaching manager nowadays would talk to you and get you to come up with a solution, not immediately tell you what it is without any consultation or anything like that. So, you know, no one really likes working ultimately for this is the way we do it, managers. Okay, so are you a this is the way to do it manager? Ooh, look out for that. So that's number four. Right, number five. Oh, God. We all know these managers, don't we? Number five. I think we should have a meeting about this. <laughs> or we need another meeting. Oh, God. How many times have you worked with sales managers who are obsessed with filling their time with meetings? Yeah, come on. We don't need meetings anymore. Let's not go to meetings. We can do things better than spend our time in meetings. Managers love meetings because for some it justifies their existence. And, you know, they're very happy to turn what a 30-minute meeting into a half-day meeting just because they like their own voice and they think that's what they should be doing because they're a manager. So, oh, how do you get around that? Well, you know, it's a big challenge, isn't it? How do you avoid going to meetings? I'm sure all of you out there listening now... I've managed skillfully to avoid going to meetings. In fact, let's do an exam. <laughs> let's. Uh, it'd be great to do a podcast on uh, ways in which I've avoided going to a meeting. So, if you've got one, drop me a line. Podcast trevorleemedia.co.uk. Tell me, and I'll. Uh, if you want me to acknowledge you, I will. If you want it anonymous, I will do that as well. Or connect with me on LinkedIn and leave me a message there. How did you avoid going to yet another meeting? Right, manager number six is the, oh, it's your job to deal with customers. <laughs> now, I talked about my first ever uh, assistant manager and my first sales manager, his boss was brilliant at this. He, uh, he didn't like talking to the people or indeed the customers. Uh, and he ran a very successful business later in his career, which I became part of as well. And we used to joke that uh, he ran this multi-million pound uh, or he headed up this multi-billion pound uh, part of our regional arm. And uh, he knew six people, <laughs> three customers, three members of staff <laughs> out of thousands of customers and hundreds of members of staff. Um, so this is the person, this is the manager who really doesn't want to be around when there is uh, this trouble at mill or there's a customer complaining and things like that all right they're the ones who run for the hills and they're never available and uh oh we don't we just hate that especially as a customer i'd like to speak to the manager oh he's not in and then you can see him looking at you going waving his hands going i'm not here i'm not here i'm not here <laughs> so come on managers shape up you know take responsibility and if you know if you have to get stuck into customers or you have to deal with your own people then do that all right. It's not your job to shirk in the corner and hide away and pass the buck. All right. I mean, empower people. Yes. 
but sometimes they need your help as well. Right, number, where are we? One, two, three, I'm just counting down. Number seven, I think, is the newly promoted manager. Aha, now this is this is going to be very tricky, actually, because newly promoted manager, especially within the same organisation. So one day you're part of the team, next minute you're the manager. It's a tough gig because in most organisations, they've never given you any training. They've never given you any coaching. They've just decided there's a vacancy. You're the best salesperson. You're bound to be the best manager. And that often, as we all know, is not the case. All right. So the newly promoted manager, you can see these because very often they feel as though they've got to stamp their authority. So they change things. Things that were working really well. No, we're not doing that like that anymore. I'm in charge now. I'm the manager. So we're going to do it differently. All right. So watch out for those. Okay. And if you're one of those, you know, be cool about being promoted to manager. Take your time. Whenever I moved into a new management role and I spent 26 years in sales management as a sales manager, sales director, managing director, um, my first thing was to just take my time, was to go and talk to people, never change anything, you know, not for ages, unless it was really desperately needed. But just just get to know people, get to know the people working there, then get to know some of the customers, find out what's going on, ask lots of questions, pretend you know nothing, and then and don't share you know thoughts and ideas out loud. Oh, I think we should change that. I think we should change that. Keep that to yourself. Build up your build it all up, and then get your timing right if you want to make those changes. So that would be always my style of doing things, and well, it seemed to work for me. Right, last one is the management thinker. And I think this is the type of management that, you know, you, you, you want to be, OK? This is the person who recognises that management is actually a skill um, and that you just can't wing it and that you need to keep learning and you need to keep watching and observing and talking to people. And they're these sort of managers who want 360-degree feedback and are happy to take it. You know, when was the last time your sales manager or your sales director got involved in a 360 degree feedback operation? I bet they've put you through personality profiling and all that. But what about themselves? Are they a bit worried that they might say you're the last person who should be in this job? <laughs> it could happen, couldn't it? So there we go. There are uh, seven, I think, was it seven? I'm just checking, uh, maybe eight, actually, eight different types of sales managers. So what sort of sales manager are you? And what sort of sales manager do you work for? So finally, to round up this, if you're a salesperson and you have a sales manager, one of the skills you have to learn is what we call managing upwards. So that's making sure that you manage your manager. Management is not one-way traffic from the top down. It needs to be both ways to make it really successful. So you need to learn the skill of managing upwards. Get to know your manager work out what makes them tick, work out their personality, think about which one of all of those they are above. It's going to be hard for you to change them, but you can influence them. So have a look, you know, do some research, if you like, on, on, on managing upwards. We'll probably do it. We'll try and do an episode on that at some point as well. And if you've got some ex you know, examples or you want to come on the show, if you want to come on the show and talk about how you do managing upwards or indeed how you work as a sales manager or indeed a salesperson and the best you know tips that you can pass on through these podcasts, then give me a shout. We can do an interview over Zoom. That would be terrific. So there we go. Uh, that's the end of this week's show. We're running towards the end of the year. I'm just reaching for my list of episodes for the rest of the year, things that we're planning to do. So um, before the end of the year, I'm going to do a couple of podcasts about preparing for 2020. 
Um, I'm going to do some end of year highlights at some point. We will have a little break over Christmas, uh, New Year, but we've still got plenty of episodes to come before then. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope you've had a bit of fun and you can go away now and think, right, sales manager, am I? Which one am I? And if I'm a salesperson, which sales manager type is my boss? All right, don't get, I hope I don't, don't get anybody into trouble with this, but have a bit of fun and see you next week. Thank you for listening. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media. If your organization needs to transform its sales activity and re-energize its sales team, or you need help with a key presentation or sales pitch, then please get in touch with Trevor via Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or call him on 07785 390 717. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or via your podcast app. Thank you.